This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Vic and you're listening to another episode here on The Mindful Experiment. Excited to have you here as this is a special interview that we're releasing this week um, from our interviews that we normally release on Fridays. Once in a while, we'll have an extra interview come in, and or we're trying to play catch-up. We have a lot of people, people that we're interviewing right now, they're booked up about four to five, six months ahead of time. So sometimes, try to speed that up a little bit to try to shorten it up so I can give you guys more content to get more, see more of the interviews we have going on uh, and what's happening and, and to help just level up because there's so much happening and there's so much that's going on in this world. Uh, I truly believe because of my background, when I'm coming out with my new book called uh, Decoding the Matrix, I talk a lot about this in there and it's all about the reset of what's happening in the world and how the loss of dark, the darkness has lost the battle and it's holding on for dear life and it's, and it, it was, it's not going to give in. So the light going to win, but there's this huge struggle. I know for some of you may be going, what the heck is this guy talking about? Well, it's 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 coming to the fruitation of what ancients have said for four or 5,000 years, and it's all lining up. It's in the Bible, too. It talks about this, to where we're getting to this point of really tapping in to rediscover who we really are. The veil on the other side, when I say other side, I mean people who have passed on, um, is getting thinner and thinner. This is why you're starting to hear more about psychic medium shows and stuff. I just saw a new one on Netflix. And so it's like there's more exposure to this and there's more coming out. I remember reading in 2013 to 2014 how we're going to see more of this and there's technology coming out to support this. A lot of cool stuff happening. Um, but I digress. So 
excited to have you here. Um, I had a great interview with this wonderful and amazing gentleman. I am going to mess up his last name, so if you're listening to this, Toby, I apologize in advance. Uh, but I got the chance of interviewing Toby Olikunile. I think I got somewhat there. Um, to share about his passion, he has a podcast called Mirror Talk, and that really resonated with me because I talk a lot about inner critic and how you have to that dialogue with yourself. If you master the mind, you master your dialogue because once the mind's mastered, everything follows. It's like a trickle effect, domino effect that leads to that. And Toby guys started chatting a little bit up, and I said, you know what? I was on his podcast, and I was like, you know what? Why don't you come on mine? We'll have a great convo about this. I want you to share because when you see his, hear his energy, if you watch it, I have this on YouTube. So all my interviews, for the most part, um, are on YouTube also, so you can see the actual person I'm interviewing and our, and our connection. Uh, you'll see he has a very vibrant energy to him that comes off, and what a story he has. Uh, but Toby's passion for self-improvement, personal development, having a deep, soulful conversations with people from various walks of life inspired him to start the Mirror Talk podcast. The podcast provides a platform to learn from thought leaders and at the same time share this knowledge with everyone who wants to learn something new or improve or develop any area of their lives. Born and raised in Ibadan, Nigeria, Toby grew up with a curious mind and a passion for learning and personal development. After completing his high school education in Nigeria, Toby moved to Germany to study electrical engineering and information technology. After completing his bachelor's and master programs, he works currently as an engineer in the energy and sustainability sustainable industry. And you'll, I love how he shares that story. And I'm like, how did you go so far left brain to go right brain and all these other things? And he shares some good you know, wisdom that is something that isn't like something new, uh, but it is something that, you know, I always say the, the, the real truths don't need to be changed. Don't need to have a different name on it. You don't have to polish it up with a different whole package. Uh, it just is what it is. And he shares some really good info on that and so much more. So I'm here to excited to share with you. Here is my interview with Toby. Toby, oh, nice. welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you so much. I appreciate this, Victor. <laughs> I'm excited to have you on. I know we just had a wonderful chat a little over a week ago. They actually, the, the, the roles were reversed. He was interviewing <laughs> me, and now uh, I thought it'd be great to have him on. A wonderful individual. He's got that beautiful smile of his, if you're watching the video. And it's one of those things where, you know, Toby, my listeners, they kind of know how I kind of go with things. And, and the first thing is, what's your story, your journey that got you into doing what you're doing today? Uh, thank you so much for this wonderful question, Dr. Vic. I really appreciate this um, opportunity to be here. So my story basically is about, you know, I, I'm an engineer by day and I call myself a podcaster by night. Um, and my story has to do with, you know, me, uh, you know, going through my bachelor degree, going to my, through my master degree, but something was still lacking in my life, basically. Like I come originally from Nigeria. I'm based in Germany and I, you know, struggled all year long to achieve my degree in a foreign land, learning language. And I noticed that there was still something missing. I was still having, uh, you know, some empty boxes to be filled up in my life. And that's what led me even to starting the podcast because I thought about, yeah, it's, it's wanting to achieve academic um, success and career success, but there are a lot of other things that has to do with life, like personal growth in terms of, you know, um, spirituality, in terms of, um, you know, um, relationships and all that. And that led me into, you know, um, looking and sorting out for, you know, knowledge from experts, from um, people who have experienced a lot of things in life in order to build myself also in terms of relationship, finance, and also make myself a much more, you know, rounder person, basically, and a much more beautiful person in every area of life and not just academical and, um, and career ways. I love that. And your name of your podcast is Mirror, Mirror Talks. Tell me a little bit about 
why did you choose that as a title for the name of your podcast? Yes. So um, long time before starting the podcast, I always find myself standing in front of mirror, speaking to myself, basically. So that was that was like one of the reasons why I started the podcast and why I named it Mirror Talk, because I always like discussions and talk stuff that I can talk about with other people that I don't feel comfortable talking about with other people. I find myself just while brushing my teeth or combing my hair, just talking about it to myself, being genuine, 100% raw with myself in front of the mirror. So when I got the inspiration to start a podcast, I had this, you know, this um, inspiration, motivation to also have conversations in which everything is being placed on the table, where there's nothing has been sugar-coated, and in which um, people could listen to this so full, wonderful conversation and have a reflection on their own lives, just as if they are looking at the mirror, basically, and seeing their, their life story, seeing their own life experience through other people's story, through other people's experiences, and also finding ways to adjust or maybe improve their own lives through other people's um experiences that's why i call the mirror talk podcast i love that i mean because I, I to me when i first saw it i was like okay this is great everyone has their mirror talk it, it could be in their head it could be actually with a mirror uh but it's that, that inner conference com- communication with oneself i thought that was very uh um uh critical in a lot of ways because a lot again mm-hmm. we all do it i do it myself i'll look in the mirror and i'll just give myself a little sometimes i give myself a pep talk a lot of times i do it internally but it's one of those things where um it, it's critically important and my listeners know this where it's like he, that conversation with self is so valuable so critical in so many ways uh yes. because if you if you don't have depending on that i always i always say would you ever date yourself on the way you talk about yourself or how you view yourself you know it's one of those those questions i love to ask yes exactly and you know exactly as you said already like having that personal critical conversation with yourself our real conversation or real talk with yourself basically like um like you said will you marry yourself or date yourself um i also have that kind of conversation myself like um okay toby you you messed up in this area as in this is what you're supposed to do right this is what you're not supposed to do or this is how you should have done it instead so those kind of conversations i always have it with myself without being judgmental or without having that fear that anybody around me will look at me or look down at me basically so yeah that's the um the importance of having this reflective discussion mirror talk not necessarily with a physical mirror but as you said also could be with your um just internally just you know um internally just going through your everything that you've gone through in life and trying to find a way forward basically so how did you or how do you share how to break through that negative self-talk how do you what are things that you use or a tool or something to kind of stop that process that we all have yes so one thing i i one thing I learned in my journey so far to stop negative thoughts is being grateful for the little things or for the positive things in my life, no matter how little they might be. Like in in lot of um this um lot of um experiences in life where the, the um, things go wrongly or things go yeah south basically. Um, it, it, if no matter how challenging it might be, no matter how difficult it is, I always try to be grateful for at least a situation, at least for the ability to be alive, the ability to experience such um, situation in life, basically. And that way, it automatically helps me to get out of this um, negative um, thought that goes through my mind. Like whenever, um, for example, um, going through a bad experience and wondering, oh, what's the essence of life? Why am I still existing when I'm um, 
yeah, when I'm expressing such a bad situation that's so unfavorable and so unconducive, um, then I start remembering, yeah, there are a lot of people that would, you know, we kill basically to be where I am right now. And that way I switch from being um, so regretful to being grateful for being at that situation and for being able to have a lesson to learn from that situation also. And that way the self, um, the negative thoughts just disappear. Yeah, I think that's powerful because it's in, 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 is it just something that you just shift your perspective? I mean, it's just something that you've over time, because like there's some people that, you'll see they have a hard thing that happens and then they just keep seeking, like they complain about the more and more of these things. And it's just like, that becomes their life. And then you have other people like you're sharing where it's like, they may go through a hardship, but they'll sit there and go, you know what though, but there's gotta be something good that's going to come out of this. There's gotta be something I'm grateful. Or like you were saying, right. You used a perspective shift where it's like, well, how many people would kill to be where I'm at right now? Well, Mm -hmm. there would be a lot of people there. So guess what? Uh, Then I should be a little bit more grateful for where I'm at, even though I'm not liking the moment. Um, Was that, is that something that you um, have learned? How did you, how did you shift? How did you learn that process? Was it just a belief system to know that things just get better? Or what, what was it that kind of made you go like, this is what I'm going to do, or this, this is why I'm going to do this? Yes. So as you said already, it's like, Having that that um, perspective switch basically that that I do and what's what's one thing that helps me also is the fact that I see the positive part of it. Like um, I also write. I'm, I'm a writer. I do journaling also sometimes. And whenever I experience something bad or whenever I'm, I'm having bad thoughts, I always look at it from a positive side and say, "Oh, this could be an opportunity to write something great. This could be like." I'm going to try my best to get out of this situation, out of these bad thoughts, so that I could pass across this message to someone else, so that I could teach somebody else about this. And in one way or the other, this person might not, you know, have to go through what I'm going through right now. So I always see every evil, every bad thought, every bad situation as an opportunity to have something to pass across to someone else to prevent whosoever that is from going through what I am going through at the moment also. And that way, um, you know, I see that, I, I just see all those situations as a, as a tool. I see all those bad thoughts as a tool to push forward. And one thing also that, that helps is, you know, a, apart from having mirror talk, um, is having conversation with a trusted friend, for example, with a mentor who is, um, who, you, who you trust and depend on, who you, you know will not judge you. And that way, sometimes when I'm having bad thoughts, I just, you know, pour everything out, pour everything out to the trusted friend. And the friend is always having the, always have the ability to, you know, um, push my thoughts back from being negative to looking at the positive side, you know, at point when I find it very, very difficult to actually see the positive part of, yeah, of the situation. I love how you bring up friends and stuff, because this is somewhere I want, we can, we could definitely dive into. And that is, you know, a lot of times in your environment dictates you and your growth and who you are. Right. So like, if you're, for an example, if you take, you've, have you, have you ever seen an oak tree before Toby? Yes. I have. Right? They're big, beautiful trees. Mm-hmm. Right. But yes. here's, but here's how our environment dictates us in a sense. Cause if we put a seed in a small pot, an oak tree seed and put it in a small mm-hmm. pot, the, the plant, the tree is only going to grow to the max of what the roots can grow in that pot. Yeah. And it's what you brought up too. It's how important then is it to have a circle of friends or, 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 or just a, a, a group of people um, that you have to help depend on? Because it's like, what if your friend is more about being in the victimhood side, right? Rather mm-hmm. than empowering you or supporting you, they want to, they feed on that. So like, for example, like you go through a hard time, 
And this friend goes, you know, that sucks. That's not your, it's not your fault. It's their fault. It's because of them. It's because of the system. It's because of this. It's because of that. You know, how important is it to, and, and, and if you have a process, how do you select those friends or have those people around you have that audience? Uh, or I shouldn't say audience. It's uh, your circle of trust, if you want to call it, um, to be selective in those choices to choose. Mm, that's true. Yeah. And it's very, very important to have um, a circle of friends, like you said already. And one thing that came to my mind when we were talking about this is also sometimes you, you might, you might think or believe that, oh, I don't have um, friends around me to, to discuss with all this circle of people. And like you said correctly, um, well, already the environment also determines like how big the oak tree will be. And one way we could define our environment in my own, from my own experience is also um, providing ourselves or surrounding ourselves with the right materials to support us through any situations. Like listening to your podcast, for example, or listening to your podcast, for example, or following people on social media that could help you, like self-care um, pages on Instagram or on Twitter. And when you are going through, when you're having this, I'm full of, of or negative thoughts and you just randomly open Instagram, the, the first five posts you see are very, you know, motivating and very inspiring posts that could, you know, push you out of this dark space of yours. That That's one thing that really helped me also. Like, or watching YouTube videos, like this one that will be posted on YouTube also. And then you are listening to other people's story that have gone through way worse things than, than you have gone through. And that way you, you get pushed out of your own um, negative thoughts and then you learn from them. And then that way for me, it's like creating a virtual environment for myself most times when I find it difficult to speak with my circle of friends also. I love how you bring that up because it, it brings up a story of myself where when I was growing up, I didn't have mentors to guide me to the success of where I wanted to go. Um, and so then at that time, I didn't have social media as it is today, but I would just get books. I would just try to figure out who is someone that, you know, it has a life that I'm looking for. And then I just start studying their life or what they teach or what they do. And I would take them on as like, they're my mentors. There's so many people who are mentors of mine that they don't even know that they're mentors of mine um, because of that process. But you brought up a great point where uh, in today's society, this is things that, you know, I always call it the guardians of the mind. What, who's guard, how are you guarding the information that you process? Right. And yes. in your, it's, it's one of those things where you're, you're bringing up things of what can I feed my brain that can be good so that it keeps me centered. It keeps me moving forward rather yeah. than retracting back. And I love that. You know, there's so much out there in today's world, like podcasts, for example, or YouTube videos, or you can watch Instagram or Facebook and go through finding, following people that you like. Um, it's kind of cool how the algorithm works because it, it, it all pays attention. You get more of what you spend more time on. And yes. it's like, I tell people all the time, go spend time more on people's stuff that you enjoy, that you find inspirational. And all of a sudden over time, you'll start to see only that information and nothing mm. else. Exactly. That's true. That's very true. And that's one thing that I, that, that helped me to also like in dark faces of mine, yeah, following, um, inspiring people on social media helped me a lot. Now, even when, when I'm so reluctant to, to check Instagram and I say, okay, I'm just going to check for five minutes or so before laying down in bed. And I just read like five posts and they're so motivational. I end up not, you know, um, lying down in bed, but, you know, standing up and doing something or picking up my book to write. And one thing that I could also share also that I've been learning also from hosting or listening to um or i mean having wonderful conversation with people on the podcast or mirror talk is that um you know this importance of meditation for example or journaling and um 
all, all of these are, are ways that they, they act like as friends also to you basically like having that pen and paper and writing everything that is like you're speaking with your best friend and your best friend is you and when you write it down you, you your brain works on it or processes it in a way that you start finding answers to situations and start finding you know light at the end of the dark tunnel basically or when you meditate and have the ability and you learn the ability to just let go of those um harmful thoughts you are you are being aligned you know your body spirit and soul is being aligned together and that's just like having friends also internal friends also to help you let go of those toxic thoughts and toxic um, situations too all right, guys, we're going to take a quick break here. Here is a word from our sponsor. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Alaska Wolf Hefner podcast, which celebrates a proud Celtic Dane heritage by using the spiritual teachings of the past to address broken minds of today. Dr. Wiseman brings a new perspective on healing our spirit to heal our mind. Join us at our Patreon site at https colon slash slash patreon.com forward slash ak Hefner for links to all of our shows. All right, let's get back to this rocking episode. Love it. When you speak meditation, that's like speaking to my heart. It's something that I uh, I've took on that practice over 15 years ago, and it's something that has, you know, it's like my I call it in my, my, when I work with clients, I talk a lot about like, you got to have the sacred space time that you have mm-hmm. to have. Some people call it power hour. Some people call it, there's so many names for it, but for me, it's just sacred space. And the reason why I like that term is because it's literally me going in, connecting with who I really am, ignoring all the noise of the world, everything that's going on in my life and others' lives in the world, and just being in the present and just soaking it up as much as I can. And then also like tapping into things because you can have, you know, you get resources sometimes, you get information, you get, you know, feelings and stuff that you can helps you what you want to do or grow or how you want to be. Yes, yes. And, you know, talking about, you know, um, meditation and um, you know, mental issues. Your your book, A Walk in the Dark. Like when when we're having discussion about on on Mirror Talk, um, A Walk in the Dark also talks about you know you you embracing you, you, your dark part and connecting with the light. And you know, for me, when when I you know read read through this book, for example, like you know the summary and everything and the and the, some part of the book, I I um got to understand that yes. No matter what we are going through in life, um, it's it, it's like a gift basically for us. It's a gift for our ministry. It's a gift for our purpose basically. And you you're talking about books earlier. Actually, made me to remember your book also. The, the work in the <laughs> in the dark. You know, having books like that also acts as as friends, act as um, companionship to push you through um, dark phases of life, and helps you also to reflect basically on your life when you read a book like that. And you, you you read stories or you listen to people's stories. Also, you have that ability to have that mirror in front of you to reflect about your life and become a better person, hopefully through the books you read and the conversations that you listen to. I love that. And you bring up something that is um, uh, kind of shares how we are as individuals and humans in that the case is that we're all mirrors of one another. And then mm-hmm. what that means is what you see in another, you have to see in yourself before or you have to have within in order to see 
it because if you don't have it, then you can't. It's like a poor person can't grasp what million a million dollar lifestyle looks like. I mean, or a habit. They they just can't. It's it's such a vast difference. All they can see is poor and this, or they're gonna you know look at well, money is just bad, and they'll look at it from that perspective. But to actually um, 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 see that huge that that difference, it's it's just a huge disconnect from be able to, to even grasp or see. Um, but you know, you bring up a point too. It's like, and you brought this up, you shared this earlier about perspective and shifting and looking at things from a different way. You know, that's where like, when it comes to like the book I wrote, it's one of those things where it's really designed to just, if we can all grasp our challenges as a blessing, it's a game changer for life. Like there's no room for suffering. Like Mm -hmm. if you really think about your life and I'll think about my life and it's one of those things, all the things of going through that process, all the dark times, when you look back later down the road, there's still not one person, and I'm going to ask you this, all the hardships that you've gone through, when you look back later down the road, because going through them is never fun, but later down the road, you look back, was it a curse or was it a blessing? Yeah, I would say all, every hardship I went through in life, uh, they are all blessings in different ways and forms. Like everything that I've gone through so far um, has shaped me, molded me to be who I am today like the old discipline or consistency or the old, you know, skills that I've learned today or acquired today are based on the hardships and the difficulties that I've gone through in life. Now, sometimes when I think about this, I think about, you know, the process of, of making diamond or gold, for example, you have to go through that heat, go through that fire, go through that hardship to become gold and diamond that we all admire. And I also look at my try to, you know, compare myself to that or relate myself to that also that any hardship I go through, or uh, whenever I'm in a situation also that is difficult, I say, oh yeah, maybe this is a fire and I'm going to turn out, you know, to become much more beautiful than I was before, basically. Yeah. I love that. I love using the diamond analogy because it's it relates to the darkness. Because yes. you have to dive. If you look at a diamond, it comes from coal and comes from all the pressure and the immense heat and all this stuff. But it's in complete darkness and you have to go in and go through that process. And then when you work out through it on the other side, you become more magnificent, more beautiful than you could ever thought possible. From coal, you turn into a beautiful diamond. Mm, that's very true. And, and, and life's always there to pressure you in some way, shape or form. It's like, uh, you know, sometimes like when I first started coaching and doing work, I had have, have my chiropractic office, but I was working, starting the, a new business with coaching for entrepreneurs at the time. And I remember when I wasn't getting clients, it was, things were down. It wasn't like, I wasn't having the conversations for potential clients. And I was like, man, what's going on here? You know, of course I get in my head for a little bit. And then I was like, you know, a couple of days later, I'm like, I, something, I was doing something and it, it got kind of got inspired to do it. And then after I look back and I go, if I didn't see the decline, if I didn't see the lack, if I didn't have, go through that experience, it would have not have pissed me off so much that I would have gotten energy from and said, you know what, I need to do this. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden it made me create this whole different thing. And all of a sudden that was the next thing for me. And I was just like, that's crazy how this works. Like it's, yeah. it's fascinating. And still to this day for all the listeners, I still get in my head. So don't think that I have this mastered. Uh, if things get short or shy, sometimes I'll still beat myself up, but it's just, you know, it's just my drive in myself, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, as yourself, like, how do you, you know, do you do, do you do journaling? Do you do journaling when you have, um, it, it, when you have certain emotions, you do it for journaling to figure creativity, like to get new thoughts to come through. Is it for you to process something? I mean, because you can use journaling in so many ways. How do you how do you utilize that journaling, especially when you have the heat of the volcano pressuring you uh, to turn into a diamond? 
Yes. Yeah. So I, I actually, um, I'm trying to, to journal more than I used to before. Like I, but it's a very, very um, useful tool, like journaling, like whenever you, one is going through a difficult situation and you pick up that pen and paper and you just, you know, write down your thoughts and, um, you know, emotions, it helps a lot to process it. Like I'm working on it um, day by day also to improve my journaling. But one thing I do that is very creative with, um, which other people could also do with, difficult situations when i'm in fire is um writing of poems or basically writing of you know <laughs> writing of stories like i just scramble stories down and that way i try to let go i just i try to um, put it over i'm going through in the third person in the, in the character or something like that and when i read it i'm like ah okay it's like you know creating a mirror for myself basically like drawing a, an image of myself and looking at myself from the paper and the, uh, and the ink that i've written and trying to imagine okay so this is what i've gone through right in in, in a third person and um i will now judge myself like as as an external being like you know just standing out of my body to look at what i'm going through in order to appreciate what i am going through at the moment and to see that yeah there's a way ahead so back to your question i mean journaling helps but if there are other creative ways like you know just writing down stories writing songs also like i was having a wonderful conversation with somebody on mirror talk and we we're talking about you know whenever you're going through fire they use that opportunity to write new songs for example or write new stories write new movie scripts for example and they just see you just see that they just use that opportunity as like as a, a tool as a gift to create something new that you know could maybe make big records for them also yeah Love that man i love how you bring that up because like journaling like i don't journal as much as i used to but i still use it once in a blue moon and it's just to help me process to get out of my head but i mm -hmm. love how you shared like you were talking with someone about creating a, stories and, and you know music and stuff like that because that's where uh, my first book came I, when i wrote my first book I was actually in intense pain from uh, something my body was clearing out. It was in a healing process, but uh, it was just old patterns that had to work themselves out. And it was interesting, though, because things like even that at that moment, I remember I didn't think I was going to be a chiropractor. I didn't know how I, if this continued, I couldn't practice and I would have to reconfigure everything. And in that process, I wrote a book and my, even my coach was like, I don't know how with all the pain you had, how the hell did you do that? And I was just like, I, I was determined. I had a, it was the only it was one of my escapes. So that way I didn't have to focus so much on my business, making sure that stays stabilized while I'm trying to get myself back up to being 100 percent. And I just enjoyed the process and through it, I wrote a book and then I published it uh, a couple months after it was a couple months after. I, and when I when I, when I was done with the book and I was getting through the editing process, all my pain was gone. Wow. that's and I, and I laughed because I was like, how the heck did that happen? Because it was literally <laughs> February 2018. And um, this is two months before I still launched my podcast, too. But it was one of the things where I remember I was like, um, I finished the book. As soon as I submitted to the, the editor, the next day, I was able to take walks again. And I was like full walks with no issues, no breaks. And I was just like, wow, I feel like something's different. And then a couple of weeks later, I was back at the gym working out and I was just like, holy cow. Now, I didn't, I didn't associate it to the, the writing of the book. Like, oh, I did the book and now all of a sudden that happened. But it was just one of those things where you brought that up and I was like, oh, yeah, that, I've, I've gone through that. I've, I've done that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's very interesting how the the aspect of journaling. The one thing I love that you brought up is, is it gets yourself out of your head. It gets out of your way and you can just mm -hmm. be. 
Yes. And even my ask you a question, like at the beginning of, you know, you're writing your book or starting a podcast, did you know that at a point of writing your book or when you are done writing your book, you get out of this bad situation that you went through? Did you have, did you have that assurance? Did you have that assurance or that hope? That hope that I would get through the, the pain? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I always did because it was an eight month process. So when it started, it was like, what the heck's going on? And then mm-hmm. I just, then I started, I, you know, being a chiropractor working with mine and we were going back and forth looking at things. And then it's just, you put a plan together and you just go, right? Yeah. And in chiropractic, it's very similar to business. You, it's not about treatments because you're not treating anything. Chiropractors don't treat pain, discomfort. We don't do any of that. We help mm-hmm. the brain and the body communicate better. That's what I do. And over time, that's going to heal the body. So what's mm-hmm. interesting is, we just kept doing what we did. I supported my body for what it needed, uh, you know, through the adjustments, through massage. I took it. I took I changed my diet around. I did some uh, certain supplements to reduce my inflammation as much as possible. I started doing some if I could, I do a little bit of some workouts. But in the back of my mind, I knew that I was eventually going to get better. It's just a matter of when. And uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say I always thought that there was a point like five, six months in where I was just like, okay, I, I don't know what's going on here. Like I've done everything I know and yet I'm still here. And my coach, my coach at the time was like, well, what would you tell a patient? I said, I'll tell a patient that you're doing everything you can to support the body. The body will always heal itself. And it's just a matter, you know, there's nothing here that's an emergency. We haven't seen anything that's an emergency. Cause he's like, do you have to go to see an orthopedic? You have to go see this. I'm like, I have no signs and symptoms. I mean, I'm in pain, but it's like, I know why it's there. It's just, yeah. I have to work. I don't know how long it's going to be before the body adapts to the new change. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, it's deep down. You know, I always had that process to know that it would always eventually work itself out. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. Having that hope and that belief that yeah, everything will work out fine is good. And one thing I wanted to, I want to add to that is basically like sometimes when, when we take the time to, to pause and reflect, and this one thing I, I used to say on the podcast to like taking that time to pause and reflect basically, um, when we find out like, oh, what am I, from my own example, using myself as an example, when we find out, okay, this is maybe what I am doing wrong, or maybe this is what I am not doing, and that is why I'm in this situation. Like for me, for example, I, like I said, like I had my degree already, I'm, I'm working also as an engineer up to now, but I knew that something was missing, and I, was, I took that time to pause and reflect that, okay, I'm okay with my career, um, I'm doing good, but I'm not feeling complete yet, okay, I sat down and I said, what is that thing that I really want to do? What is that thing that I'm not yet doing that could give me fulfillment, bring me fulfillment? So I took that time to reflect and I thought, yes, my passion is to have these, you know, soulful conversations to connect with people like you, Dr. Vic, for example, to, you know, um, share this knowledge with other people also. Then I, I took that step of just, yeah, just trying it out basically. And like you said, also, you know, Taking little little steps, learning the skills, and um, you know, dipping my legs into the waters of podcasting, I started having a belief that yes, by the time if I continue with this, I am going to become better. I'm going to feel much more fulfilled than I was on the day um, before I started recording, also or the day I started recording. Yeah, I love that, and I love how you share that story because it's something that um, not a lot of people live, you know, in the sense where they just do. And if it's like a survive, they go in survival scarcity and then they just stay there and they don't really go after what fulfills them. Like, um, it's very similar to my, I have a story like that where, um, in my chiropractic office, I finally, you know, I had a certain level I wanted to get to financially and success wise and so forth materials and all that. And I got there and I was empty. 
I was stressed out and I was empty. And I was like, this can't be it. Like I worked so hard to get here and I'm here and I thought I'd be happy. And I wasn't. And I had a really, I took time. I actually took three months to like, just, I just was in my office. I do what I do. I love practicing. I love doing what I did there. But then I would take time to say, what really matters to me? Like, is it just going into an office, adjusting and leaving? Um, or is it really making changes in people's lives? And I started to look at what would change the future and make an indent into it. And so I had to really look at my practice, look at what I did. And I took a massive hit. I changed everything around. Um, but then when I, things turned back and got to where I was, I was less stressed. I was more fulfilled, happier. And, um, you know, I never eat. It was one of those things where it was like, you're doing what you love. And there's, there's a substance to that that money, um, you can get all the money in the world. Don't get me wrong. I'm all about having money and making money and, you know, cause it helps me fulfill my purpose and mission in life more. Yeah, uh, yeah. but at the same token, there's just that substance that you can take with you after this mm-hmm. life. That's true. Would that's you agree true. with that? Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. That's very true. Like <laughs> pursuing your passion and, and things that make you fulfilled. Uh, yeah. They, they have greater value than just earning money. So I didn't ask this earlier. I wanted to ask this really quick before we wrap up here is, um, so what type of engineer are you? Yeah. So I am, I'm a software engineer. <laughs> ah. Yes. Yes. But well, I, I studied electrical engineering and IT in the university for my master and bachelor. And yeah. Very cool. So you like, as a software engineer, you can build, you, I'm assuming you build programming, you do programming, a lot of programming and stuff like that. Exactly. Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. And when I first got into, when I was an undergrad, I was looking into going, I was going into computer science at first, um, like computers, but then it was just the programming side. I was like, I can't sit here and work on a program for six hours. I go, I'm a people person. I need to connect with people. Even though I come off as an extrovert, I'm really not, I'm actually an introvert, but I just like, I have to have conversation or connections. Those are very important to me. And, and me, as much as I love being on a computer, uh, I didn't love it that much to where to sit on it for programming for that long. And I was just like, I got to shift this around somehow. Yeah, I think I'm also I'm I'm also quite introverted, so it's, it was very very suitable for me just to sit on my laptop and just program and submit my task and I'm done. But then there's a little part of me that enjoys conversations like this, like speaking with you, Doctor Vic. Like just the little part of me that was hungry or yearning for that, you know, attention basically at that point. I guess, and that's I guess that's one of the reasons why I also started, you know, wanting to have and wanting to have meaningful social conversations with people too because i had that little part of me that is not so introverted that wants to speak with people and connect with different people in life or networkers also yeah i love that and yeah that's one of the reasons why you know sometimes you you, you get asked this I, I get asked this often where it's like well why did you start your podcast and i'll be like mm-hmm. selfish reasons I'm like what do you mean <laughs> like selfish reasons they're like mm-hmm. really i was like yeah I go, where else am I going to meet people that I can have an opportunity to connect with, which I probably mm-hmm. would never like you're in Germany. I, I have never been to Europe. So it's like the chances. I mean, I mean, eventually I do want to go, but it's like the chances of making those connections in person. I was like, yeah. this is why I do podcasting. I, I've had interviews with people that I, I, I there's people I've read all their books and stuff. Next, you know, they're they're wanting to be on the podcast. And I'm like, this is cool. And I'd be like, I know all your work. And they're like, really? I'm like, I read every single book you have. And I'd be yeah. like, I'd be like, this is so interesting. But I would never have that opportunity if it wasn't for podcasting. That's what opens the door uh, for me. And that's one of the reasons. And then the nice thing is I always tell listeners, I'm like, the beautiful thing is I get to have a conversation with someone like yourself or others, and I get to pick their brain. But at the same token, you get the benefit of hearing the conversation so you can learn from it also and grab whatever it is that you need to grab from that. 
exactly that's very true yes i also like one of the gifts of podcasting too for me was i love to read i don't read as much as i used to before but i used to get like gifts of books from authors for example that come on the podcast and i get opportunities to just read their books also and you know broaden my knowledge also and that way i feel i feel like yeah that's a wonderful gift that keeps on giving basically like the gift of sharing my knowledge with um other people out there through podcasting and also gaining knowledge by getting free books to to read basically <laughs> i love that i'm all about that so toby tell me can you share with people how to connect with you find you listen to your podcast and so much more Yes. So Merito Podcast is available on all platforms. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or we are also on, on Instagram at Mirtalk.podcast. And every of this information can be found on our website, which is www.mirtalkpodcasts.com. There you find all the show notes, all the links to all our pa- and podcast platforms and also all our lists of to guests and everything that's, that pertains to the podcast, the social links, everything could be found on www.mirrortalkpodcast.com. Awesome, brother. Well, I appreciate you taking time to share with the listeners uh, your journey, your story, and uh, uh, a little bit about how to get out of our own heads and know the art of meditation, the art of journaling, how to shift our perspective, and so much more. I appreciate you sharing your time with us. Thank you so much, Dr. Vic. I really appreciate this opportunity. And I'm, I'm so grateful for what you do and everything that, you know, you do to impact the world out there. Thank you, Thank so you brother. I greatly appreciate that. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.